We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrocht. Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 97.5 and 12.40 KFH. I'm going to Wichita. Hey, Shocker fans, want the latest on Wichita State Athletics? Let's go right to the source with Shocker AD Kevin Saul. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily. Kevin, we got you your own intro now. What do you think? Man, that... that... That feels uh, feels really good. I, I was getting all jacked up in the office here when I listened to that, so I appreciate it, guys. How are you this morning? Yeah, that's the goal, man. We we want everybody to be fired up, and and right now, Shocker Athletics is you know revving up with the fall season to get ready for you know basketball, which is the lifeblood of things here this time of year. Uh, but we want to start with, you know, last time we talked about the new opportunities in NIL. We've spent a lot of time with that. I think rightfully so um, early on in your tenure here. So since the launch, we're a few weeks into this anyway. How have things gone? Any any nuggets out of that that you guys have been able to pull and take away on how successful this has been so far? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, first and foremost, just the educational piece of it. I think we talked last time we had open doors on campus for two days and Boy, we had their schedule full. They they got in front of every single one of our teams. We had three sessions available for the media. Uh, we had two donor sessions, one in person and, and one via Zoom. So I think they did a great job educating people on how the system works, the website and the, the marketplace. And we've seen some good activity. It's certainly uh, as we troll around on social media and we review the activity through the Open Doors marketplace, um, been encouraged so far with the results. So I think what's what's interesting, Jacob, is and we talked about it early at uh, on uh, uh, Sports Sunday, was the notion that we were behind in NIL uh, when I got here 70 days ago. Um, Open Doors threw out a pretty interesting stat when they were here on campus. They said we're one of 23 institutions uh, nationwide that have their marketplace uh, fully launched. So I mm, think we wow. I think we've caught caught up a little bit and. The really encouraging piece is that we live and work in a market that I think can outperform other markets when it comes to NIL. So I think we're in a good space. It's uh, We will continue to reinforce and refine uh, and keep our eye on it. But uh, we've done a good job collectively of providing the infrastructure to make it happen. Kevin, it's been a whirlwind, I'm sure, for you over your first couple of months here in Wichita. One of the big highlights and, and the big headlines 
uh, from the last couple of weeks is the extension for Coach uh, Breadbinner, Christy Breadbinner from the softball program. And of course, a lot of folks here in Wichita know about the tremendous success that the Shocker softball program has had over the last couple of years and uh, the, the numerous All-Americans and just everything that they've done with that program. Talk a little bit about that extension and what Coach Breadbinner brings to the table for Wichita State. Well, first and foremost, we're incredibly excited and, and blessed and honored to continue to journey with with Coach Breadbenner and her staff. She's got an up. She's put together a great staff. Um, it's a it's a really good dynamic when you go out to practice and and you watch um, or you watch them compete. Um, it's it it truly is a family. And uh, I think second, um, Coach Breadbenner has created. Uh, and the team has created success um, from uh, average to marginal resources uh, perspective. Uh, we've got a lot of work to do in terms of uh, the stadium. Um, it, it has been a longtime home, obviously, for Wichita State softball um, and needs a lot of work. So here in the last six months, we've invested just a little over a million dollars in uh, the Wilkins complex from batting cages to work on the field. We are entering a uh, third base dugout renovation uh, project as well. We've done lights, all of those things in effort to host as quickly as possible, the AAC championship uh, here in Wichita, which would be a great get for us. Um, So those facility items will help us accomplish that. The third base dugout project is basically expanding, um, deepening, um, creating a restroom in that space with the long-term vision here uh, that we're going to put a team operations uh, center, if you will, either in Heskett um, or, or run the analysis to see if we can do a building between Heskett um, that's tucked right up next to the dugout. Um, so imagine that you've got a, a new team operations center with a training room, with a weight room, um, with a team meeting space, locker rooms, coaches' offices, just a full um, team operations center tucked right up next to uh, that dugout connected to it where you can get to it seamlessly. You've got your batting cages right next to it. Um, we owe that to our softball program, and, and uh, we're working hard at that. We, uh, that will certainly be um, the first, first phase and first priority in our facility master planning. Speaking with Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director here on Sports Daily. Kevin, we we talked about the NIL piece. You're talking about facilities pieces now. Have you had any feedback from coaches in the recruiting world? We know you talk about softball. Sidney McKinney has been uh, very present in the NIL space lately, which we're happy for her because she's back and she's awesome. But are, are coaches saying anything? Are, are you know are they able to use any of these opportunities yet to bring in athletes to Wichita, which is I think what a lot of us see in the future is a real opportunity. Is it happening real time yet, or or is it too early in the process for that? Well, I can share with you that it is happening in real time, but I'll be um, particular and maybe very subtle in terms of of how we get to it. Obviously, we've been given some loose guidance from the NCAA that, uh, that it's not supposed to be a recruiting inducement. In other words, you come here and we're promising you this. Um, And that certainly has not occurred here at Wichita State and won't occur here at Wichita State because, first and foremost, we're going to protect the integrity of the institution and the the eligibility of our student-athletes. So it happens in a different way, Jacob. I can tell you, as I sit down with a a basketball recruit, um, 
and we'll sit down with all our recruits as our coaches will, will allow us to do that. We, we can talk about historical fact. We can talk about our men's basketball team, spent a couple hours uh, signing autographs at the Riverfest and, and um, received $1,000 each for that. We, we have the data from Open Doors. Um, so prospective student athletes can look and we can summarize what is going on uh, through through that um, pathway as well. And so they start to get an understanding of what is possible here. And I think that's important. The other piece that's incredibly important, both from the perspective of the, uh, the, the recruit and their family, but also within the community, is understanding what market we're trying to be competitive in. And, Jacob, we've talked about it a bunch, and I think you, you, we can't talk about it enough, is, you know, open doors quarter, quarter four of, of uh, 21 logged 5,200 5, transactions nationally. Uh, in NIL space, and the average was $1,100, and the median was $300. So what is the market that we're trying to be competitive in? It's not necessarily the five, six, and seven-figure deals because that's the top half of of the top percent. And um, what we need to be competitive in is the three and four, multiple three- and four-figure deals. So as we talk about that with with recruits and folks that come in and we communicate historical fact – um, that box gets checked for them, and they understand that they can be competitive in that space, uh, provided that they make the time investments to do so. Kevin, the last time we had you on the program a couple of weeks ago, uh, the Shocker Volleyball Squad had taken two of three uh, at the tournament, the Rumble in the Rockies. Since that time, they've had a couple more tournaments on the road, had a split in Omaha, uh, lost two in Lawrence at the Kansas Invitational, and then were able to get a split uh, in, in Kansas City. Where does the Shocker Volleyball program stand right now? It looks like, you know, overall record four and five. How do you feel about Chris Lamb and the program? Well, I, I feel good. I had an opportunity actually to travel with volleyball uh, to Lawrence in Kansas City, and we spent a lot of time with uh, alumni, season ticket holders, and donors in Topeka, Lawrence, and Kansas City um, in and around those volleyball matches. And, and, again, last time we did talk, they had a great rumble in the Rockies beating uh, uh, Wyoming, playing a really close uh, match against Creighton, um, and then uh, beating Iowa State, right? It's just it's, beat a power five mm. opponent first time we've yeah. ever beaten Iowa state in our program history. Like, wow, really good. Uh, feel good about that. But when you look at our roster, okay. And I'll challenge folks uh, when you look deeper and you've got five or six freshmen, you've got eight sophomores, you have three or four juniors. It's a very young group. And at times with young groups, you will, you will ebb and flow. Um, and so we go to uh, Lawrence and, um, um, take a loss against a really a really talented UNLV team that was a tournament team last year. I think they won 20, 25, 26 matches last year um, and a very solid uh, Kansas team in a great home environment. We go to Kansas City, and um, I think Coach Lamb would probably tell you that the, the most disappointing loss that we had this, this year was to Northern Illinois, that first match. And I had an opportunity between that morning match at 11 and then we played UMKC at 4, um, after that morning match, they had a team meeting, and I had an opportunity to kind of to, to, to observe, uh, not participate, but observe. And I thought Coach Lamb and the staff did a phenomenal job. I thought the older women on our on our roster did a great job of, okay, here's where we are. 
Um, let's have an honest assessment and evaluation of what it is that we need to do to get better. And it was a very, very productive and efficient 20, 25 minute meeting. And I thought they came out and played UMKC very well. Those are the type of asthma checks, um, checkpoints that you need to have with, with a young group as you go through the season, um, as you grow and develop, not only as individual individuals, but also as a team. So I like where we're headed. Uh, we are in Dayton this weekend against Dayton and Wright State, so we'll uh, we'll continue to look for improvement there. But uh, a young group that's finding its way a little bit. Wichita State Athletic Director Kevin Saul joining us on Sports Daily. Before we let you go, Kevin, uh, an opportunity uh, to talk about anything you guys have coming up over the next couple of weeks before we talk to you again uh, down the road here. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. So October 14th, we're going to do a tip-off luncheon for men's and women's basketball opportunity for our women's head coach, Keitha Adams, men's head coach, uh, Isaac Brown, and myself to uh, spend some time with folks uh, that attend that. We'll start that at 1130 and run it through one. We'll have all our student athletes there. So it'll be a great opportunity for the Wichita community to meet our student athletes, both in the men's and women's basketball side. We'll distribute them amongst the tables. Uh, do that in the multi-purpose gym. So we just encourage people to go to GoShockers.com and and uh, and buy your seat or your table for the basketball tip-off luncheon October 14th. And uh, basketball season will be right around the corner, guys. Kevin Saul, there he is. We appreciate it, and we really look forward uh, as as we get closer to basketball season. Let's do this again in a couple of weeks, and we will be that much closer. My goodness, it's going to be right there for us at that point appreciate it that sounds Thanks, great guys. next time we talk guys the basketball schedule should be out we expect those here uh in the next week or so and uh so we hope folks will be excited and uh, if you haven't already and renew your season tickets 978 fans phone number 978 fans uh, we look forward to seeing everybody in coke arena this winter and you can of course hear shocker basketball right here on our family of networks at odyssey Kevin Saul, thank you. We'll do it again in a couple of weeks. Tommy and I take a break. We'll come back. More Sports Daily after this. Welcome back, everybody. Sports Daily, KFH. Man, it has been a jam-packed Wednesday. Fantastic insight from Voice of the Jayhawks, Brian Haney, on the Lance Leipold situation, and we will be pushing that out uh, on our socials in just a few minutes here when we catch our breath. But you can find it right now if you go to kfhradio.com. It's inside uh, the Leipold story. You can listen to that audio on not just that, but also a look ahead to Houston this week, a look back at West Virginia. I mean, the timing kind of sucks, Tommy, because the momentum for KU football right now could not be higher than it is at this very moment. Yeah, and of course, you know, you get that little bit of momentum, that little bit of forward progress. And and, and I know, you know, Brian Haney, you know, is talking about, hey, Jayhawk fans, this is a good thing that, you know, we've got a, a great coach now who, you know, other teams are looking at. Hey, sure. All right. We've, we, you know, there's a great coach now at Kansas, but um, I don't feel like it's a good thing right now as a, as a fan, but it is what it is. It, it's not a good thing in the sense that it's distracting from what's been a great thing yeah. this 
season so far. Um, but it, it's a good thing in that it's going so well that he's a candidate. I mean, nobody on the planet would have predicted, I don't think, that on September 14th, one, the Nebraska job would be open, and two, that Lance Leipold would be a very real candidate for that job. That means things have gone two ways, very, very poorly at Nebraska and very, very well at Kansas. Because the reality is, Lance Leipold's won two games last year and now 2-0 and this year, but there's not like this long track record. So people are noticing Kansas right now, and that's what you want if you're a Jayhawk fan. But we'll see. Again, I'm with Brian Haney. I, I don't think that Leipold at this point is probably uh, Nebraska's first option. That's, t- that's going to be a tough sell to that fan base. Uh, because of what they expect and everything else. But I'm also not sure how interested a lot of people are going to be in that Nebraska job. So you can find that audio. We'll push that out uh, here in just a minute on our socials. You can get it right now at kfhradio.com. Whew, we've got K-State talk coming up tomorrow. You know, at, while we're on KU and K-State fans, uh, we're going to spend a lot of time with the Wildcats tomorrow. But... A couple of things, because we've talked about this job at Nebraska as it pertains to Lance Leipold. Probably, Tommy, a more realistic candidate, if he wanted it, would be Chris Kleiman at K-State. That is an easy sell to the Nebraska fan base, one that they would be on board with. Because Chris Kleiman, quite frankly, is just a little further ahead in the process than Lance Leipold. And it's a similar process for where it began as to where it's going, at least when you consider what the program's expectations are. Chris Kleiman's going to be a hot commodity for any job if things go the way we suspect they might this year at Kansas State. How how interested does your gut tell you Chris Kleiman? We'll ask Tim Fitzgerald this tomorrow, our K-State insider. But how interested do you think Kleiman would be in a job like this? Well, on a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the highest and 1 being the lowest, I'm at, I'm at a 1. With Chris Kleiman, um, he came out in his presser yesterday. Of course, all the, the the talk has been what Lance Leipold said or didn't say in his press conference. Chris Kleiman had his own press conference and was asked about it as well. He was a little bit more, I feel like, decisive in his answer. Like, you know, talked about how much he loves it at, at Kansas State. He referenced Gene Taylor as his athletic director. And I think that's the key cog in the entire thing with Chris Kleiman. He and Gene Taylor have been a package deal for a while. Like they were both at North Dakota state. Now they're both at Kansas state. It's a different athletic director. And and I think sometimes that gets overlooked a little bit, like the relationship that a coach has with their athletic director and the history that they have as far as a, a decision one way or another. And I think Chris Kleiman is, is super comfortable in Manhattan. He's got to be super happy with the, the way that that program has been built over the last couple of years. There were some rocky moments. There were some growing pains early on in his tenure at Manhattan, uh, but it's, it's growing and he's got the full undivided support of Gene Taylor, who he's known for a long time. And, you know, he doesn't really have the connections to Nebraska that Lance Leipold has. So I guess to answer your question, I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, it's it's very different. It's very different in this way. I would say a zero if it was something that pulled Chris Kleiman away from this year. Um, Kansas State right now, and this is real, Kansas State right now feels like it can win a Big 12 title, and I think it can. I mean, I've said it all along. I think they'll compete for that. A fifth-place you know, prediction is 
criminally underrating this roster and the experience and everything else coming back. I, I've said from the beginning, I don't think nationally people have a good take yet on what Kansas State defensively can be this year, which is why they continue to provide good betting opportunities, which we'll talk about that later in the week for this week. But Kansas State has a chance to win the Big 12 this year. And who knows, right? I mean, that is a real and attainable expectation for this program. You ain't, you're not going to mess with that if you're Chris Kleiman. If this is an off-season question, maybe it's something different. But an in-season question, no, not going to happen. And yeah, Kleiman is in a position, he's further along in the rebuild than Leipold. And even more than Leipold, the question poses itself, why on earth would he go there and deal with that when things are looking fantastic at K-State? Best recruiting class in a couple of decades coming in next year. Top 15 quarterback in the country coming in next year. All of this momentum. You're going to go to a screeching halt at Nebraska and start over? No, thank you. And the other thing about K-State that's different than KU, at, at the very current moment, I'm saying, is that if this is real and these things continue to go well for Kleiman, K-State will pay Kleiman even more. And they've been very aggressive with his contract already anyway. They'll continue to do it. They will continue to beef that up. They'll continue to do what they need to do to make sure Chris Kleiman is paid the way they're going to need to make sure he's paid. Here's the other thing. If all these things happen for K-State this year, Chris Kleiman's going to be a candidate for a lot of jobs, like all of them probably. So Nebraska, no thank you if I'm Chris Kleiman. The other thing that I, I think is important to point out with Chris Kleiman, we've discussed the Wildcats and what they've done so far this season and I think what stands out to both of us, we've talked about it, is the clear identity that Chris Kleiman has at Kansas State, the clear identity that the team has and the schemes they have, the way they want to play football. And that's hard-nosed, pounding the, the ball on the ground, and then really, really solid defense. That's, and, of course, special teams. Like those, That's the identity for Kansas State. Nebraska doesn't have an identity. We've talked about that too and how they've they've flown back and forth one way, they're going to try it this way. They haven't had an identity since Tom Osborne and they've been grasping at straws trying to find that new identity. And so the fact that it's so defined with Chris Kleiman at Kansas State, I think if I'm Trev, Al Trev Alberts, that's attractive to me. Like I know who Chris Kleiman is. I'm just not sure that Nebraska is in a place right now to really be able to hold firm to an identity, trust the process, trust the plan. They just want to win and they want to win now. And so that's why I think you're going to see big swings at guys like Urban Meyer and Matt Campbell and other big, big names like that um, because they just want to win. At least that's the way they've tried to do things the last couple of hires. It really hasn't been about instilling an identity it's just been about winning football games at any cost and they just they're not willing to give it the time it needs to have quite frankly um to be successful they're just not i mean they've they've shown that not that scott frost is the answer that's not what i'm saying they're just not they're just not doing it the right way like kansas state has and you know, maybe KU, the jury's still out on that because they've made plenty of mistakes on their end too, right? We've, we've seen it time and time again. But Nebraska isn't 
Nebraska is not willing to do those things that need to be done uh, to make this work. So I, I, I don't know. I, I just Kleiman's the, the, the bottom line for Kleiman is he's going to be a candidate for way better jobs than Nebraska. Yeah. So why would he take Nebraska? I mean, that's that's the thing. And, and two, there are some similarities, too. He's a guy that's won at a very high level at a lower you know, level of college football. And and this is his shot, and he has things going so well at this stage of his career. Is it really worth it to deal with that? I don't think that it is. I mean, I, I, I just don't. So I think Chris Kleiman's going to be fine on this deal. I, in Nebraska probably wants him, but I, I just can't see a scenario where he wants Nebraska. So I think it's that's, much, much, much more likely that if we're, if we're comparing Leipold and Kleiman— Leipold is a clear, I guess, favorite over Kleiman. If we're only comparing those two, I don't see any chance, unless Nebraska backs up a Brinks truck to Manhattan with with Chris Kleiman. And even then, I'm not sure that's going to be enough to get Chris Kleiman to leave Manhattan. Well, no, I wouldn't think so. Because K-State will back up a Brinks truck, too. They're far enough along in the process that they can do that. Uh, they can absolutely just say, okay, that's fine. We're going to pay you too, and, and we'll just pay you. What, what is it going to take? And, and we'll know what it's going to take. I mean, the reality is, you know, uh, the Big Ten is going to have an opportunity to pay coaches tons and tons and tons of money because of the new TV deal. But maybe the Big 12 can stay competitive there too. We don't know what their new TV deal looks like. But, but for Kleiman, who's won, like Kansas State is ready to win Right now, like this year, this second, they're ready to compete in the Big 12. And then as you look down the road, the level of recruits and the kind of class coming in, like, my God, like the the, the arrow is pointed so far up for that program. And the arrow is pointed so far down at Nebraska that it would, it, it just would be, well, I'll give you my take on it. It would be a mistake. It would be a big mistake and too risky. Leipold's a different situation. It's not nearly as risky for Lance Leipold as it is for Chris Kleiman, um, which I think is a part of the reason there is far more fear among KU fans than K-State fans right now when you see that opening. K-State fans need to rightfully get worried after this season. And the reality is, too, look, Chris Kleiman, if things go well and Chris Kleiman does become one of the top candidates for every job, which I think that he will, K-State has their guy ready, they think, I would imagine, in Colin Klein, if you know they'll have the opportunity to really see him this year, two games in, it's gone really well. I mean, you know, we, will we see more out of the passing game and, and Adrian Martinez? I don't know. But they're scoring gobs of points without him being a good passer. I think that's a good sign for Colin Klein, by the way. Um, so we'll see. I have no concern for Chris Kleiman. But before, you know, yesterday, about 24 hours ago, I didn't really have any concern for, for Lance Leipold either. So who knows? These coach things get real weird real fast. So if I had to ask you right now on September 14th, who is coaching the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the 2023 season? Does your gut lean you one way or another? Uh, Urban Meyer. Okay. I, I think they're going to swing at Urban Meyer. I, I think 
for Nebraska, who is clearly not willing to do this the right way, which is to bring in a young, dynamic coach uh, who is ready to take that next step and get that big opportunity, that, you know, think like the best coordinator in the country, um, sort of like Oklahoma did with, with Venables, quite frankly. If they're not willing to do that, that means they're going to stay desperate and keep trying to put Band-Aids on this thing. The best Band-Aid in the country right now is Urban Meyer. There is an unquestioned level of success at every single level he's been at, at every every stop he's been at, whether it be Utah or Florida or Ohio State. Now, there's tons of baggage that comes with it, which seems like it just right up Nebraska's alley at this point. But as far as just like immediately having an impact on a program and and trying to put that Band-Aid on it, Urban Meyer is the guy. I mean, the NFL was a disaster. Maybe one of the worst tenures an NFL coach has ever had, but his college success is unquestioned. Um, So that's my my gut says Urban Meyer. My gut says they make the hire in season. And what that means for him this year and them this year, I don't know. But I I think they probably – they wouldn't have fired Scott Frost if they didn't want to swing big now and try and get somebody in right away. And in the yeah, fact I, that they did that and were willing to cut that money early makes me think they're going to swing for somebody like Urban Meyer. I actually see some parallels. Not, it's not identical, but there are some parallels between if Nebraska were to take a big swing at Urban Meyer and sort of what Kansas did a couple of years ago and trying to swing for less miles. Like, again, it's not, it's not parallel. It's not identical. Uh, but, you know, Urban Meyer can be potentially – someone that can come in for a couple of years and try to be that stopgap for Nebraska before somebody younger can come in and take it over long-term. And that was always the original plan before it became a dumpster fire at Kansas with less miles. Like he would be, you know, somebody that would hang on for a couple of more years and get that program in a better position before handing it off to somebody else. Um, you know, I don't, I don't disagree with you that they're, they're going to try to swing for somebody like urban Meyer. I'm just not sure that they're going to be able to hit on somebody like that. Oh, I mean, what opportunity will, if urban Meyer still wants to coach, that's the question. He's not going to get a better opportunity than Nebraska. I mean, this will be the absolutely, without a doubt, unquestioned best opportunity that will present itself to Urban Meyer. I would think a Big Ten job at a history school like Nebraska for a guy who it hasn't gone well for the last few stops and ended poorly every single time. I don't think he's getting a better opportunity than Nebraska. I mean, does he want to coach, though? I mean, does he? Because if I'm he Urban Meyer, like, hey, coach. I mean, you look, he. I don't know. I mean, I think he has a good time on Fox, right? And I mean, I, I'm sure he does want to get back in and coach. But do you do you really want that pressure to jump in and try to do another thing at Nebraska? I, I don't know. I mean, I can see it, but then there's also part of me that says, hey, he might just be content to say, look, I'm I'm done. I've given it all I can give. You know, um, I, I don't know. I can go either way on it. I I think he'll coach because I don't think he knows what else to do, and he's good at it. And how old is Urban Meyer, by the way? Let me take a quick look. I don't think he's 60s, 60 probably. Yet. I think he's Urban. in his 60s. If he's in his 60s, maybe we're in, maybe he's ready to back off. But he's he's kind of screwed up his TV opportunities to some degree, too. No, he's 58. He's the same old okay. age, same age as Lance Leipold, by the way. Um, so, you know, I, I, I think that – well, you asked me who, who, I, who I think it's going to be today. I think it's going to be Urban Meyer. 
I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they're swinging big. I would imagine those conversations are happening already. I imagine they're, he wants big money, and they're willing to pay big money. And if you're not willing to go through the true rebuilding process that they so desperately need, he's the guy. I mean, he is the guy, right? Like, if you based on a track record in college football, he's the guy. He's who you'd want if you're not going to do a long rebuild. Yeah, I mean, th- there are a couple of other names that I, you know, I think you need to keep an eye on um, that have been dangled. I think Matt Rule, depending on what that tenure ends up looking like in yeah. Carolina. Although I don't yeah. know if Nebraska is going to want to wait that long, you know, to see what ends up well, happening. It's weird that they made the call that they made. I agree. Right. Yeah. So, Mark, I mean, he's out there. Yeah, I don't know. Mark, 869-1240 wants to talk Nebraska football. Mark, what's on your mind? Hey, I have two comments. Actually, you know, being a KU fan, I, I certainly hope Leipold stays at KU for a couple of reasons. To restore some integrity to everybody chasing the almighty dollar, you know. Um, but uh, he seems to be a guy of integrity, and, and uh, I hope that. But one, one name that comes to mind with me, based on a uh, – for the Nebraska job, just on a recent uh, – uh, speech that he gave. What about Gruden? He was talking about if the Arkansas job yeah. ever came open, he might be interested. What? About, I mean, you talk about swinging for the fences, you know, but I mean, he doesn't have a uh, a storied history in college, but right. what about Gruden? It, I, don't, I, I, don't I think know. it's a good thought, Mark, and we appreciate the call. I think if I'm taking a guy with baggage, which Gruden now also has, uh, with these emails and the NFL and all that, I think if I'm taking a guy with baggage, I probably take the more proven commodity in Urban Meyer because we know he can win at the college level. We've never seen Gruden do it. So if I'm going to take the baggage and land on that sword, I'm going to take that with Meyer over Gruden. Let's get in. Uh, Stuart wants to chime in here on Nebraska. Stuart, what's on your mind? Yeah, you guys said Nebraska hasn't done it right. And how is it not doing it right when you go after Scott Frost, who was stellar at Oregon and then arguably won a national championship at UCF and did general rule of thumb is three years and they gave him five. That is doing it right. Now, maybe he didn't work out. I won't argue that. But they did it right with Frost. It just didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, Stuart. At the same time, though, I mean, you look at the the litany of hires that were made before Frost. And, and yes. of course, on paper, yes. on paper, you know, Scott Frost, yeah, looked like, I mean, he was the, the prodigal son coming home, right? And yes. been, you know, a guy under Osborne. And, but there, it, there, were, there were years and years and hires and hires of grasping yes, at was. straws. I mean, remember Mike Riley, remember Bill Callahan, yes. for God's sakes. Like, you know, and so I won't disagree with you that they, they made on paper what looked to be a good hire with Scott Frost. But beyond that, it's just been a lot of, hey, I guess we're going to try something completely different now. So they've got to have, Trev Alberts has to have, you know, figure out what that Nebraska identity is when they want to try to hire a new coach. And and so that's, that's kind of where I stand on that. And I want to chime in here too. When I, when I say not the right way, it's because they fired Solich and Bo Pelini. You don't, as Nebraska fans, you wouldn't take Solich and Bo Pelini's success right now. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that. They, then they went through a bunch of Bill Callahan and Riley and yeah. uh, those things didn't work, but I thought they learned their lesson with with Frost, and they did it right with Frost. And anytime now, you I don't coach five years, that's agree. a long time in today's world. That's a long. I, time. I don't that's think right. I don't think there's anybody in the world that didn't love the Scott Frost hire. I did too, but it was wrong. 
so they're still getting it wrong. You know what I mean? That that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like like you shouldn't have fired Solich. Okay, then you deal with Callahan. Then you get Pelini. You shouldn't have fired Pelini. Like nope. expectation the expectations at Nebraska are wrong, right? They're not in line with reality. And so not then they used to be. Right. And it's not gonna happen. Like until you can until you can understand that as a program in the Big Ten and, and you know, geography involved and everything else, you're not gonna be able to do it right. So right. I, they didn't I, I, they, I get they've it. I get they haven't done it that, right. That's but, what we're saying. That's what we're saying, right. Stuart, and we appreciate the, the call. Hire was done well. Yeah, it was. Agree there. But it didn't work out, so they're still not getting it right. I mean you know what I mean? That that's what we're saying. Um, and, and that it, that turned into a bigger disaster, I think, than even just wins and losses. But yeah. now they yeah. got to make another big one, and and you know it, the crosshairs are on the state of Kansas. We appreciate those calls. You can always get in touch with the so eight six nine twelve forty. We got to take our final break. We'll come back. Last full segment of Sports Daily coming next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You Muse guy, Tommy? Love Muse. Love Muse. Love Muse. Oh, man, this song gets me hyped up. I'm hyped up. Great, great show today. Uh, If you missed anything, you can catch our conversation with Brian Haney. Great insight on the landslide pulled Nebraska rumors there in Lawrence. We have pushed that out. I tweeted a link to that. You can find it at kfhradio.com. If you missed anything with Kevin Saul, Shocker fans, Sounds like things are going well in the NIL space. A little perspective there. That's also available for you on demand, as everything is here with Sports Daily. Uh, Tommy and I hit some bets last night uh, with the Royals, which, you know, swore I was done with baseball, but clearly not. (laughs) Uh, Just keep reeling me right back in. Uh, it's, It's fun to do it. It's fun to just talk about it. Honestly, that's what it is. Like... I've got several now threads or friends that it's just fun to talk about it. Like, hey, you got this tonight. Like, and then you can talk through as it happens and get excited, and everybody's excited for everybody's bets. Uh, you know, a reminder: we're going to do that, Tommy, with a national audience tomorrow with the Chiefs game. We'll place our bets there, and then basically it's a big old group chat, a group thread where we can all talk about the game as it's happening, chime in back and forth, hear different things. 
you all you have to do to be a part of that, and it's the first time we're going to do it, so we're really excited too. Take this voyage with us because it'll be the first time. BetQL, you hear about BetQL all the time. You hear the spots. You hear our, our, our betting experts that we bring on. BetQL is an arm with all kinds of data of Odyssey here with us where they just provide a ton of betting insight for you. You don't place bets with them. It's nothing like that. It's just information and data to help you bet. And now, of course, in the state of Kansas, Tommy, that's never been more um, relevant here. But tomorrow night, me and you, with everybody, going to enjoy that Chiefs game. Yeah, one thing I really like about BetQL is it, it gives you an idea of where all the boosts are, like among a bunch of different sports books, gives you the best lines, analysis, uh, expert picks, things like that. Like I'm keeping an eye right now on a couple of odds boosts that you can actually find on BetMGM, which is the official sports book of Sports Daily. They're uh, Wednesday MLB parlays that are right now, they're going on, you can get in. The Astros, White Sox, and Reds all to win. Uh, that's plus 220 right now with an odds boost through BetMGM. And then Rangers, Twins, and Brewers all to win. Uh, and that's at plus 340. The first one I mentioned, the Reds play an early game. So you got to get in on that one here in like an hour or less uh, before that game starts. But I like it because I'm, I'm seeing these boosts on BetQL, which otherwise I, 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 I wouldn't necessarily have known that they were going on. So that's pretty cool. But yeah, like you mentioned, uh, we're going to be doing that watch party, the Chiefs and, and, and Chargers watch party tomorrow night on BetQL, dropping our bets, chatting with people. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and just, you know, for instance, so I look at this, and, and we've gotten these cheat sheets basically um, sent to us for a while, and I always try and look at it, and, and they're four and five stars that they rate these lines do really well. Um, they've got, for instance, we've been talking about Nebraska. I just popped it open here to take a look. They've got the Nebraska-Oklahoma under 67 as one of the five-star bets this week. That means one of the absolute, based on their data and analytics and all that stuff, they rate that as one of the best opportunities, and they and they put their success rate and everything on there. So, you know, if you're betting, it's just a tool to look at to, to maybe give you an idea on a game or maybe a game you're not thinking about, and then they break it all down, and you can see full analysis. And they actually put links right in there to, to find the best – uh, the best site with the best number, according to them. So it's super easy. Get it, and then get ready tomorrow night. Uh, jump on there with us. We'd love to hear from everybody. Chat with us. Have some fun with us. We'll talk about how it went on Friday. Uh, just download the BetQL app right now. It's a free download, and you can get it on uh, whatever kind of phone you have. It's a it's a part of our Odyssey uh, platform here, so we're excited to do that and uh, just grow Sports Daily and, and everything we're, we're doing now as we make our way through. Uh, jam-packed Wednesday. We're going to have a jam-packed Thursday, Tommy, as well. We've got, you know, to get ready for that Chiefs-Chargers game and take a full-blown look into it and do all of those things. Speaking of betting, we'll have our uh, betting expert, our insider, Chelsea Messenger, will join us as she'll do every Thursday. She'll certainly have thoughts on the Chiefs-Chargers. She was spot on. I, I went with her Joe Mixon uh, over last week, made a little money. So we'll see what she has to say. And then K-State fans, our K-State insider, Tim Fitzgerald, GoPowerCat.com, also joining us on a Thursday. Another jam-packed show. They're all jam-packed in the fall. <laughs> Catch your breath. What's going on? This is a whirlwind of a fall, and we love it. You can always listen back. KFHradio.com will tell you what's coming up on KFH when we return. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.